I'm looking around the table here. I see a lot of beautiful dice and you can have beautiful dice too. In fact, Michael is rocking his brand new set of what? Gunmetal dice. That's right. And uh, Dice Envy is a great company to work with, as Michael found out. Uh, it came one die short. He wrote to say, hey, what? Uh, hey. What gives? <laughs> I almost said that. <laughs> I knew you did. What gives? Hey, what, what gives? Hey, what gives? And uh, they said, oh, we're sorry about it. And they sent him a whole set of dice as a replacement. So way to go. I mean, we're really thrilled with Dice Envy and really glad to be a part of their affiliate program. If you want dice for yourself, check out our show notes and use the link to buy your own set of dice. And not only will you get beautiful dice delivered to you, but you will also support our show because we get a small part of the sales price. I am really looking forward to my birthday if this is the trend that we're going with. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that we've established me, a precedent. Though. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He <laughs> used up all their dice. <laughs> Actually, right. so, some are sold out, so you might yeah. want to get on there and get yeah, them as soon yeah, as you can. Are. Yep. And uh, while you're at it, if you want monthly dice sent to your door, they have a subscription program at a couple different levels, and you just pay a monthly fee, and then they send you dice right to your door. And there's some really neat dice. Check them out, diceenvy.com. We are also partners with BattleBards. They've partnered with us to let us use their sound effects, and you can check them out, get some quality sound effects to add to your games, music for the backgrounds, sound effects to add to uh, enhance your game. They have Prime accounts that you can sign up for. When you do that, you'll get access to streaming sounds and tools that you can use to put together for your games. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you sign up using our special code STACK, you'll get a 20% discount. It's good all around. We're on Twitter and Instagram with our at stackodice handle. Email is stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We have a wiki, vardalon.fandom.com now, because it's changed. Although if you go to our old vardalon.wikia.com address, it will automatically forward you. If you haven't left us a review, we'd love to hear from you that way. Reviews really help us to keep going. So let us know what you think. want to mention a new friend that we made on Twitter, at ScrivTheBard is somebody who publishes family-friendly D&D adventures. And so if you're interested at all, check out her website at scrivthebard.com. See what she has. All sorts of good stuff there. The question I have to start us off this time, your journey has taken you from the places you called home. You faced all sorts of trials, visited faraway places, and experienced new things. These sorts of travels have an impact on people. In what ways has your character's appearance changed since you left the village of Arden? We'll start with Tira. I don't even have a real good grasp of what my character looks like, period. <laughs> Maybe she hasn't changed. She has a lot more scars I, well, now. As you were framing that question, I was thinking, well, she's got a lot dirtier. No, she would be dirty anyway because she worked in a mine and been in the mountains. Um... It wasn't like she was living in a palace before and keeping herself squeaky clean. Um, Maybe she's cleaner now than she used to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that she would have changed a whole lot in, in appearance, I guess. Uh, I think some things about her personality may have altered a bit, but if you're talking about... You said physical appearance, right? Mm -hmm. How they changed. Yeah, but if you want to extend she it, She may be a little bit more weathered, I guess, because of just being... 
out in open air, open country. She's visited. She's never been to a desert before, so she might still have some lingering hmm. sunburn type. Yeah, that's you know. not too far removed, is it? Mm-hmm. Could I be. mean, we lived in. I lived in, in a mountain before and was often underground. So traveling through a desert. Yeah, your pasty skin is. Yeah, pasty redheaded <laughs> dwarf. So yeah, maybe something like that, but just just a little more weather beaten, I guess. Okay, good. Peter. Um. Well, I think Peter's lost uh, a bit of that boyish look in his face because mm, yeah. uh, in Arden he just kind of hung out, gathered herbs, mixed stuff in the chapel, but now he's out and about. He's walking, he's riding, he's wearing scale mail all the time. He's experienced some stuff. Yeah. He's, ex- he's seen some I've things. I've seen some he's things. Seen some things. Uh, and I also think that uh, from the effect of the star stones, which I really need to start playing up more, uh, his eyes are actually a little bit glazed. The clear green that used to shine in his eyes is actually now a little bit duller. Hmm. Duller. Mm. But it's just a little bit. Yeah. Not terribly noticeable yet, except perhaps to himself. Yeah, I mean, because of all the mirrors I've looked at. But yeah. Good. All right. He's definitely matured in appearance over the time. He's actually got a little bit of a five o'clock shadow going now. (laughs) Three whiskers. Just like me. (laughs) All right, Michael. Womber Bash has more scars all over his body from the fighting that we've done, definitely. I think he is a little cleaner because being around people who actually somewhat care about the way they look has sort of shown him that he probably needs to take care of himself from a grooming perspective, at least a little bit. He's by far, though, nowhere close to the average person. He still goes a little longer without a shower, possibly, maybe uh, without uh, trimming his his whiskers and stuff. But ever since he's been exposed to a more civilized uh, situation and with a certain change of clothes as well, he's realized that um, maybe he should throw some water on himself from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting at least one of you to mention maybe being a little leaner from all the walking and, and exertion that you've been through, but I kind of did that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Losing the boyish look. So yeah, perhaps I'm going to say, I think I put on maybe a little bit more muscle. Oh, probably. there you go. So maybe you, you look a little bulkier. Yeah, yeah. Than oh yeah. Did. Say me, me too, I guess. Cause <laughs> Tira put on some muscle too. I mean, so my strength is a plus one now, right? Yeah. Yes, please. Well, actually, my my strength is currently a plus two, so please don't make it a plus one. I don't one. know how much muscle. I mean, obviously, I'm thinking Tira already was muscular. She worked in the mine. Yeah. No, I was talking to Peter. No, but, but I, I made the comment. He, 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 ah, I yeah, see. Michael said it. I mean, I saw her as a stringy string bean type. What? <laughs> I'm just joking. Get out of here. <laughs> Dwarves. With dwarves, it is physically impossible to be stringy and beanie. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how your appearance changes through this episode. Oh, dear. <laughs> Says the man with one leg after this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. All 
I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master for this 5th edition D&D adventure set in the homebrewed world of Vardalon. With me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Bensonmum. Fabe as Peter Greyhawk. In our last episode, Tyr, Abash, and Peter left the jungles of eastern Daohuin. Trailing along with a gang of drafted villagers, they came at last to Tuonue, the third of the four jewels of Edelin. Within the city, they visited a mountain monastery and discovered an ancient song that pointed them to actual locations of several of the mysterious pillars they have been learning more about. Then, outside the monastery, the party took a moment to discuss their findings. Womberbash decided to try something new. His form twisted painfully until he had grown wings and taken on bird-like features. With a leap, he soared into the air to try and scout out some of the land to the north of the city, in the direction where they think the first of these pillars is located. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! <laughs> Womberbash, you drop like a stone for the first three terrifying seconds. Your stomach lurches unsettlingly as it looks like the unyielding mountain face rushes at you. But without a thought, your wings spread wide and you jerk in the air against the sudden strain. At first, you're completely uncertain of what to do. Legs and arms flail against the air, but then a notion causes you to streamline your form, and before you know it, you're gaining altitude thanks to an updraft of warm air from the fields and city below. A cooler wind from over the mountain flows over you. It's an unfamiliar sensation to feel the shifting of feathers and the unconscious twitches as your wings adjust to the currents of the air. About one minute into your flight, you are completely at ease. The warm sun shines on your glossy black feathers, and a contentment like you've never known fills you. Any thoughts or anything you want to do while you're up there? I'd be breaking character, but the first thing that comes to my mind is this is dope. <laughs> he wouldn't say dope, but um, yeah, I think I think astonishment, and probably you know I'm gonna have an onset of uh, exhaustion once I actually have to start flapping my my wings. (laughs) In the evening light, still many miles distant, a narrow column of stone rises like a pale needle. It's hard to tell just how far away it might be. 10 miles? 30 miles? But from your elevation, you can see it seems to rise from an island in the middle of another smaller lake, surrounded by hills. The waters are turning purple, heading to black in the failing light. Judging from the tiredness in your wings, you know it's going to be out of your reach. What is your thinking here? What are you trying to do? Um, well, at, at, once I get over the get over the initial thing that I, ideas are, are I'm flying. I feel like I'm flying, obviously, um, and I'm excited. But then I think, wait a minute, what about what about the what about my group? You know, what about Tira? What about Peter? And what about Thump? So I'm gonna actually try to shift shift to the right a little bit because I don't know how to turn yet. Um, I have a, I have a tail, but I don't know what's, what's happening with it. And I feel myself slowing down. I'm not gliding as nicely as I once was. I'm starting to panic, I think. And, um, as I try to turn around, I'm used to like using my limbs to turn around, but that's not how my wings work, especially when I'm flying. And so I think I'm probably going to start to drop at this yeah, point. You're overthinking it yeah. at the moment. And, instead um, of letting your senses I'm going to yell out a, yell out a series of, Crow-like type yells. Crow, yeah, calls. Um, Accio Womberbash. Okay. You make your way 
awkwardly describing a very clunky circle to get turned around and you're trying to head back. Yeah. You notice from where you are now, you're above a very broad grassy plain that's mostly flat. And that plain reaches eastward toward the city of Tuonui. So you can see all that spread out on the plain. What what can they see of me right now? How I like can they see what I'm doing at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from your vantage point on that promontory of the mountain, you're able to look out and see him. He he looks like he's swooping and and then he levels off and glides for a bit, and then maybe another half mile or so, he begins to try to turn around a circle in a swimming pool with one arm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so he's it looks like he's trying to come back. Uh, it's hard to make out more clearly at that distance what exactly is going on but he's somewhat descending yeah you're not you're not you're not, <laughs> not dirt- falling like a rocket or yeah. like a meteor right um also beneath you to the west of where you are but i mean it's it's like right below you is a series of rough gorges that are coming from more the more mountainous area and they are opening out into the grassland at this point as you begin to head back towards your friends from the direction of the single mountain to the north, you pass over that scarred land of gorges that lies between. These dark cuts are who knows how deep, and they run roughly from northwest to southeast. Many of these gorges end at the broad plain. The grassy expanse is perhaps a couple miles across, and then there's the blue water of the lake and the beautiful buildings of Tuonue to the southeast. You're just passing a particularly rugged section of the gorge-cut land, where tumbling cascades of white water come foaming out of the red walls and into the lush green of the grassland, when a motion catches your eye. A small band of figures has emerged from the lengthening shadows and stands on an outcropping of stone. They stand and stare in the direction of the city. A couple figures are on small sturdy horses. One of the riders carries a banner. A ragged strip of cloth, half black and half white. One of the figures shouts and points in your direction. You've been spotted. An arrow glints briefly in the evening light, slowing as it reaches its peak. Then it turns slowly downward, well short of where you are. You're perhaps a quarter mile from Tira and Peter and Thump. Um, I'm going to panic, and I'm going to try to flap my wings and try to, in my mind, like how I think a, a bird should fly, but I don't think I'm very successful with it. And um, at this point... I'm going to look at... The, how, how far am I away from them again? About a quarter mile. Uh, from, from who? Peter? From, from, from yeah, us. from them. Yeah, about a quarter And they're up on the, on, on the... They're below you. Everything is below you. Okay, so I'm pretty high. Yeah, you're pretty high up there. You leapt off from where they're standing. Yeah. And that's well above this gorge land down below. So that's all... But is he above us? No, I'm not above them, right? Okay. Right. All right, so that's, I'm... I think that's what he was asking. I'm going to look toward them and give a, a call... Like, um, not like a, blah, but like a, blah. like in other words, like, get over here. <laughs> come here. Come here. <laughs> look over here. Look over here. <laughs> and then, um, I think I'm, I'm going to try to, try to go down. Okay. The only way to get down to where he is, it would be to go back down into the city and then go out of the city and head across the plains. Are you thinking like an hour for that trip? Maybe, maybe more. Um, I just, I know at this point, I do not have the strength. I won't be able to fly back up there and I wouldn't even know how to land. As a matter of fact, I'm actually struggling right now to try to figure out how I'm going to land. You can make it. Okay. You, okay. you can make it back distance wise to 
where they're standing. Now the landing, we may do a dexterity check, but that's... I think I'm going to land in this field. Okay, you're going to land in the grassy plain. Yes, yes. How tall is the grass? It's hard to tell from your elevation. I'm going to say you're probably... Do you think if I laid down, it would be, I, I would be sort of hidden? Like if they were just looking across the grass, is it tall enough for my body to hide if I'm laying, laying down? Yeah, yeah, you could probably crumple it down. The grass may be about two feet tall. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head down to the grassy plain. And that, that call was essentially, was, look over here, look over here, look yeah. over here. You look in his direction just in time to see his wings fold against his body and he plummets like a rock out of the sky. And just at the last moment, just as you're maybe 50 feet above the ground, you're coming in hot (laughs) (laughs) and you open them up, kind of cup the air and that slows you just enough and you, your legs hit the ground and you stumble forward and actually somersault over yourself. Go ahead and give me a dexterity check with a DC of 12. Yeah. To see if you avoid taking damage. Yes! 15 total. Okay. You somersault and end up just flat out on your stomach just the way you wanted. But there's this long strip of grass that's been matted down as a result. Okay. You lie there. Looking down at the dirt, you see a couple bugs crawl over your hands. And I eat them. <laughs> I knew you were going to say You could. <laughs> The feathers begin to retract into your skin. It's an odd feeling, and there's that cracking sound as the wings absorb back into your back, and your beak diminishes. It's very painful. Very painful. Not harmful painful, but it's not something that you're used to at all. When at last the transformation is complete, you feel weariness wash over you, but at the same time you know something's going on to your right. Okay. Tira, Peter. Oh goodness! So to, we, I hear the. Do oh, they see them? I think we. I think ours are fixed on you. Okay, so they you guys are. didn't see the other people. Why don't you give me a perception check? This is going to be a DC of fifteen for your perception. <gasps> nineteen. 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 Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Aw, <laughs> man. His call caused you both to look in his direction immediately. Of course, you had already been kind of watching him, but. You were also letting the the grandeur of the scenery tempt your eye away. And then as you hear that call, you look back just in time to see the glint of an arrow. And then following the arc of the arrow back, you see a small group of figures. Peter, you're the first to see it, but followed immediately by Tira, who says, oh, look at that. You see a small bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) I want them. (laughs) You see a small group of figures, and they are beginning to turn back into the gorge. Did we see Bash's landing? Yeah, you saw all of that. Okay. You saw every bit of his landing. You you winced when you saw him make contact with the ground. But as the figures go back into the gorges, they come back out almost immediately. And behind them are scores of figures. They're pouring out under the cover of twilight. Columns of armed and armored soldiers tramp out in good order. More banners of black and white are nodding among their files. They have timed their arrival just right. There's enough light to maneuver into a loosely grouped camp, but there's still enough shadow to hide their true numbers. They bear the badge of Saruman. Peter, Peter, look down there. That, that's got to be the, the, the army that the soldiers told us was coming against to own away. Look at the flags. Hmm. <laughs> Oops, sorry, that was not the sound I, know, I intended I to make. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> well, I am befuddled. <laughs> um, we need to get back to Tuin anyway. We need to warn the city. We better turn back right now, then. Mm-hmm. What am I, chopped liver? How can we can't get to you? <laughs> no, but I mean, hurry up and get over to my <laughs> place. Oh, we're going. We're going. Uh. Here, I'll go down and, and see if I can alert someone. You need to go and secure uh, Womberbash. How am I going to get down there? I can't jump off like he did. <laughs> you could try. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We right. go down to the city and you just exit through the gate and go. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. We go. We still go down together, but then you do one thing and I do another. Got it. Exactly. Got it. Okay. It's easy enough to make your way down the stairs. There were stairs? <laughs> I forgot something. <laughs> yeah, there were stairs going up to that. That's oh, that's right. Like the monastery. <laughs> What oh, stairs? we're playing a game? Shush. <laughs> this is a podcast? <laughs> what? This is hanging from my face. Uh, no, I was, I was just saying, because I'm still absorbed by, you know, cliff face and mountains, and I'm like, what? There were stairs. You're at a scenic here. overlook. That's right. Yeah. We just came out of that temple, didn't That's we? That's right. Exactly. <sighs> Sorry. Hey, just, I, just, yeah. Like that. Nope. <laughs> How does my spell save DC increase, or does it ever increase? It does. It's based on your spellcasting ability. I see. It, okay. it, it's it's eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your uh, spellcasting ability yeah, modifier. So as you go up levels, your proficiency bonus will eventually increase at higher levels. But also, if you ever increase your spellcasting ability, now it did go up once. Would that have affected? That, that should have, should have affected. That should. So is it to go up by one? Like I, I had two. Now I have three. So this should be fifteen. Just make it, make a quick yeah. check to be sure. It should be, it should be fifteen. It yes. should be. Okay, I'm just gonna change it. We'll, 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 we'll do it later. Okay. <laughs> You'll fix this in post, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I can't really, I can't really wink. I can only blink. But you can see on my left yeah. eye open. <laughs> Let me get straight. What your plan is, Peter? You're running down to alert the city of the encroaching army. And Tira, you I'm are... I'm going to go find Bash. Okay. You make your way down into town and you pass, I'll say, a couple of guards who just happen to be on patrol. Because they know, obviously, that something is up, but they haven't apparently been alerted to the fact that there's an army approaching the city right now. Oh, man, do these guys be Adeline? They probably don't. Well, I'm going to try it anyway. Um, excuse me, guards, I was up on the mountain and I saw an army uh, to the what cardinal direction from the city. The gorges? From the gorges. To the west. To the west. That is what I said, but all much smoother and more suave. Suave? Suave? Rico. Suave. suave. And I raise one eyebrow and look really cool. Does your chest heave as you say it? There's an army from the west. I lower my, I lower my, uh, my arm so you see my chest hair. <laughs> uh what chest here? That, the True. one. <laughs> Why don't you give me an intelligence check with a DC of 12 to see if you can make yourself understood to them? Uh, that's a 15. Okay. Something about the way you're moving your hands as you're pointing in that direction. I guess they already knew. Army. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sign for army. You may, maybe, I guess they knew already that that was the intended or anticipated direction from which the army was going to come. So when they see you pointing over that way, they think, oh, okay. And so they immediately begin blowing a trumpet and you begin to hear people's voices raising in alarm. And Tira, in the meanwhile, you are just 
you leave from Peter, you mm-hmm. peel off from him, and you just head right out to the west into the into the great grassy plain. Right. Wh- where's right. Thump? Who's, who's Thump following? Thump is going to go with you, Tara. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nobody likes <laughs> because me. Because you're going into unfamiliar territory. Mm-hmm. At least Peter is in the city still, mm-hmm. and so his thinking is that he's just going to accompany you just to make sure that you stay safe. Okay. It is twilight, and so it's getting dark out. Yeah, and now we're down on the ground level yeah. where mountains and stuff are going to be. But she can see. I can see better, You yeah. can see better, and uh, Thump is going to help you try and find your friend. All right. I'm s- I I couldn't tell exactly where he went down, but I know that there... Just start looking for, for flattened grass. Start looking for flattened grass. You smell your smell, that damp stone smell? Mm-hmm. I just smile at myself. Oh, he's trying to get my attention. As she's running, she's like. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was just him saying, okay, I got it. But no, he's getting my attention. Okay. All right. So so I kind of stop and I look back. What is it? He points to his shoulders. You you want me to get on your shoulders? He nods. Grassy meadow. Wow, this is new. (sighs) All right. I guess I I think about it for a second. I suppose I'll have a better vantage point up there. He can run faster, I guess. No, better vantage point. All right, I get up. He scoops you up and you hear him go, <laughs> Hey! <laughs> As he lifts you onto his Knock shoulders. It off! You smell the scent of exertion. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat. Uh, from here, now you are basically... I've like tripled my eyes. <laughs> exactly. How tall are you normally? Four three, I think. Four two. How tall is Thump? He's about six and a half feet tall. So she's so, like almost 10 feet? Yeah, you're almost 10 feet. Yeah. So now you're up there in the air. And so, yeah, you're able to see much better. Any checks you make for your, I'll say nature checks. are. I'd like to make a nature check right now. <laughs> are going to be with advantage. He begins walking. And I guess it's up to you to guide him. So you you both saw kind of where he fell. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's up to you to make your way through the grassland. All right. So, which direction? See, you, it needs the, to be west. I was gonna say all the com- cardinal, <laughs> all the cardinal <laughs> compass direction stuff just went whoop, right over my head. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking dwarfish part four. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Eleven. All right. All right. Um, make your way to the west. Okay. And every time you see something that looks like it might be the grass bent down, you nudge thump in that direction. And right. first stop, nothing. Second stop, it, it was a standing puddle of water that the grass had obviously not grown in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after about a half hour of fairly meandering path to the west, you do see something. Wait, over, over there. Look to your right. He looks over there and begins to head that direction. From your place in the grass, you hear thudding feet coming your way. All right, I'm going to pull out my dagger. Okay. But I'm going to stay I'm stay laying down, but I, I reach, reach down and pull out my dagger. At this point, the smell of methane rolls over you. And I'm like, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I know I was scared, but... <laughs> No, I, I recognize it's Thump, I think, at this point. So I kind of like peek my head up real quickly to see. Bash. Bash? Yeah, over here, over here. 
hey, did you see those guys? Those guys, they're they're like right over there. Yes, we saw them. We saw them from up uh, on the hill, and Peter's in the city right now, alerting the town. Bash, how did you do that? I, Why did you do that? I, I don't know. I, I I just felt like I wanted to go there, and I felt like flying, or I thought maybe what it would be like if I could fly, and the next thing I knew, I just jumped off the cliff. You just jumped off without knowing I, what would happen? I, I lost control. But listen, Actually, it, didn't he start spreading his wings and then jumped off? Yes. Well, he did, yeah, but... But I mean, in my mind, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Those guys shot, I think, an arrow at me. Yeah, we saw that too. You're not hurt, are you? No, I'm not, but I saw they have a flag. It's, it's black and white. Black and white? Yes. Rolling across the grassland, you hear the sounds of movement, of low voices talking, and even as you poke your heads out from your vantage point, Tira, to the north of where you are, perhaps a half mile, maybe more, you see campfires springing up in the gathering darkness. How far away are they? About a half mile. I just feel, oh, you said that, didn't you? (laughs) I'm already like thinking ahead and whatever. Uh, no, but, uh, so here's the deal. So at this point, I'm I'm perplexed. So if campfires are sprouting up, they don't seem too bothered by what they saw with this human-sized bird thingy. <laughs> but are they? Did they actually send some guys to scout it out? If they did, it was a half-hearted attempt. Okay, uh, it seems like they're not they're not looking for us right now. All right. Well, they're clearly setting up a camp and maybe planning to attack. At first light would be my guess. Should we sneak up and try to see if we can scope out how many there are or something? I tell, Wait, yeah. Where's Peter? I told you, he's back in town alerting uh, the people. How far away are they? <laughs> <laughs> and which cardinal direction? <laughs> I also want to congratulate Tira on her excellent role with advantage to find yes. Womberbash. Yes, exactly. Wait a minute, we're not at the um the points given yeah, part. I never got to no, roll he's, his he's because he just showed up all poking at me because yeah. I said you'll get to roll with advantage and then I you just never found him. Had to do it. You can roll. I don't wanna. No, he he already found me. All right, so um, <laughs> she rolls a one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, he's over here. <laughs> yeah. What happens with you, like if you're rolling for something with advantage and you get like snake eyes? That's a natural one. one. That's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. That would be the worst. That's look a ever. one in four hundred chance of happening, though. I know it'd be funny. <laughs> now that I said, I've just cursed myself. There you go. So you mean you know the odds of that would be <laughs> that's ridiculous. Rolling snake eyes on on two two twenty sided die at this, you know what I mean? One in four hundred chance. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Only four hundred. Yep, because you multiply you twenty times twenty to give you the full range of options. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um. Peter's not going to know where we are, but I think we should. I think we should try to maybe scout out how big this this thing is. Because when I when I when I looked over and saw, I didn't. I, I saw what seemed like a lot of people. I think that's a good idea. Maybe we can bring them some intelligence of what they're up against. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Um, uh, I ask uh, Thump here. Put me down because <laughs> I want to be low. I have. I already assumed he had put you down once. Well, you, you found- said you said a minute ago. You said like, from your vantage point, you can see the fires. That's true. So I assume you meant that I he was sat you down. Shoulders. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend uh, seven psi points. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Whoa! You can only do up to five. At- yeah, four four psi points. Okay. Uh, two psi points for keen senses. My eyes and my ears become more sensitive, and I gain advantage on wisdom and perception checks. And two on miniature form. 
As a bonus action, I can become tiny until my concentration ends. While this size, I gain plus five on my uh, dexterity bonuses or stealth checks, and I can move through gaps up to six inches across without squeezing. So I'm going to transform into... Do you want to do that from a half mile away? Yeah, maybe I should get a little closer. Because you're, you're going <laughs> to use your whole time. <laughs> that half mile suddenly becomes quite Ten a bit miles. more. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no. All right, when I get closer, I'm an, I'm going to do this later. I'm seeing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take some days to cross the He does battle with the ants. Did you see, did you see um, Battle of the Smithsonian? Uh, the, uh, oh, uh, Night of the Museum. Night the Museum. The first one, yeah. He, uh, the, the, the Roman guy yeah. gets on a, on a squirrel. And he's riding the squirrel, and he's going toward the White House, right? And he's like, I hear a great man lives here. And he's like, charge! And they show him, ah! And then they pan out, and it's just the grass you can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> then they go back in, and he's like, ah! <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was the Lincoln Memorial. Was it, was, it, was, it was a Lincoln Memorial. He was like, I hear a great man lives here. And then they actually got no one lives a- at the Lincoln Memorial. I think it was the White House. No, because I remember Abe Lincoln like got out of his chair and like. I challenge you when we watch this after this. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Oh yeah. So let's get a little closer and then I'll do that. Okay. Why don't you get to within about a hundred yards? Okay. And how long is the effect the miniature? Till my concentration ends, which is an hour. Oh wow. Okay. Yikes. All right. If you go for to about the hundred yard mark, and Tira and Thump, uh, Tira, are you planning on hanging back? No. You're going to go up there with him? <laughs> go up to the camp? To the 100-yard mark? Yeah. I don't know. She doesn't know what I'm about to do yet, though. I yeah, see. I don't know. He's going to shrink. I'm just wanting to go up, and I figure I can stay low, and I've got the blood pumping in my ears. The noise of your breathing is so loud, I could shoot you in the dark. Oh, yeah. What was that? That's that was from Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings. Rings. They're oh, in the land of Lothlorien. You make your way to the 100-yard point, approximately without encountering anyone, although you can hear the voices getting louder as you approach, and you see lots of motion in the darkness. On the opposite side, it looks like they've set up campfires on the perimeter, and then they are within, so that they're not silhouetting themselves against, they're not between the fires and the city. So it shows shows that this army is pretty well trained. Uh, At the 100-yard mark, you come up short, and if you want to go ahead and enact your plan, you can. I have an idea. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transform into a rat. What? I, I, I'm going to transform into a rat, and I'm going to go in and try to see if I can hear what, what they're doing. But here's the deal. Can you get any closer? Can you, can you get to... Um, Throw me. <laughs> about, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> uh, 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 Transforms can, into a rat. Can, can Tira get... picks him up and just like <laughs> chucks him like a football. Twirls him by his tail. <laughs> and on your landing, you take enough damage to pop you out of your rat form <laughs> right in the middle of the camp. By the way, in, in this form, um, I uh, do not. Um, forfeit any of my strength or anything like that. So right. I'm as strong as I would be if I was a like normal size. That's called Ant Man. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Um, what I'm going to do is uh, I need you to get with like in like 120 feet as opposed to 100 yards. Do you think you can do that? I uh, know. Yeah. All right. So I am spending four psi points, and here comes the pain, but I have to hide it. So okay. I'm going to be like... <laughs> so so my, my nose starts to protrude out, and all of a sudden, like, whiskers start to grow. My eyes grow larger, and my ears 
sort of cocked back. And next thing you know, I have like hair all over my uh, face and down my neck and I'm starting to shrink and my, my, my master hands, splinter, my, my, hands, <laughs> my hands go. And next thing you know, my, um, uh, my occipital bone, geez, Meredith, um, <laughs> my occipital bone starts to grow into like this long, long tail. Coxus, coccyx. Coccyx. And then, um, and then it starts to grow into, into tail and, and all my, my skins are just left there and I just come out from under my skins and I sniff around and look at Tira and, uh, and then I just head on, head on over to the camp. The Adventures of Stuart Little. All right. It's a different world from down here. The grasses seem to rise well above you now. I think I'm starting to freak out too because my senses are also heightened. I've never actually used this before. Uh, so I'm kind of getting sensory overload. I'm not really sure what I'm doing in it, with this at this point. Yeah, as well. we'll, we'll go with the beast vision mentality okay. like you see in movies. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's what you see. And meanwhile, you have acoustic waves pounding your ears. And so, yeah, it's very overstimulating for your little nervous system. But you make your way up to the campfire, to one of the fires, and there you can see boots just tromping around all over the place. Do, do I see any uh, one tent that looks more ornate or bigger than the rest? Not at this part of the camp. Perhaps if you were to go further north and west, you would find some further away from Tira. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to try to find some guys sitting around a campfire. Do I locate some of them? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, in the meantime, I'm trying to count as many individual people as I can see at this point. You begin to lose track at about 500. You're, oh, no. You are, you're, you're seeing some very large numbers of people. How many horses do I see? Your guess is maybe 300, 400, any, if not more. Any chariots? No chariots. No. Okay. Okay. It looks like they're trying to remain somewhat mobile, especially coming through the gorges like they did. And I obviously I see some, uh, maybe some crossbows or some bows. Um, yeah. Archers. So there, are, there are racks of weapons stacked neatly. Um, you see, some of the men at the campfires are busy polishing armor. And these aren't bumbling idiots. This, these are these are actual. They appear to be seasoned warriors. Some of them. Now you do see a very um, rowdy section of the camp where it looks like people that aren't as well trained. Uh, so it looks like there are different elements here. Some of them seem to be seasoned warriors. Some of them seem to be maybe perhaps a little less reliable. All right. I'm going to sort of turn and head back toward, uh, the, the, um, to towards Tira's, um, direction. And I'm going to, why don't you, why don't you give me a survival check with a DC of, uh, let's say 12 because of the confusion. What is this going against though? Survival. Survival, which is... Should be wisdom, Oh, I wisdom. Think. I have advantage on wisdom. But, hang on. Oh, um, I got a 19 and a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes. Okay. You're fine. Okay. You make your way back. At, you, you follow your smell trail. Okay. Okay. And as you make your way back, you, you come back and bump into Tira's boot. Tira, you feel a little thump as a warm little body bumps into your toe. And I'm going to look at her and go, <laughs> I'm trying to talk, but it's coming out as squeaks. So I'm going to use my telepathy and oh. talk to her. And I'm going to say, Tira, can, can, you, can you understand me? And Tira kind of shakes her head. Bash, was that you? 
<laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yes, it's it's me. It's me. Listen. Wait. There are, okay. There are a lot of soldiers. There's like more than 500. I I had to stop counting, and they have weapons, and and these these guys look scary. They're they're real soldiers. 500. I I I stopped counting. I didn't even I didn't even go onto the other side. Like that's just from where I'll just from what I could see from just about 150 feet up. How are we supposed to help the town defend itself against that kind of a force? I, I don't know, but we we, we got to get out of here. I come scampering out of two anyway on all no, fours. No, 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 no. He's a rat too. No, 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 no. no. On was... all fours, and I'm like, I have the star stones. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to cut away from you while, oh, okay. while you're having your discussion. And Peter, back in town, it's been amazing to see how quickly the town gets mobilized. The guards went and told other guards. The guards spread the news with amazing speed. And within 15 minutes, the first organized uh, formations are beginning to march out of town and take up positions on the, on the eastern edge of this great grassy plain. Man, they're going out to meet the foe instead of holding up in the city. That's an interesting interesting tactic. I could write a book like uh, The Art of War. Okay, come on. Within about the space of an hour, the bulk of the army has been put into position. They're not marching to meet the enemy, but they are taking up defensive positions outside the city in anticipation of the attack. Tira and Bash, going back to you, uh, you hear tramping sounds coming from the east across the great grassy plain, and you hear some voices raised slightly in the camp to your north. Um, but they, they don't seem to be alarmed. They just seem to be making note of the fact that the city is mobilizing to the oh. east. Well, they sure don't seem worried about the city arming itself down there. we, we, we got to get out of here. I'm going to um, get out of my bestial form. Okay. You let your concentration lapse, and the transformation occurs in reverse. Okay, I gotta find my clothes because I'm standing here naked. <laughs> okay, you didn't crawl Heck into there. them before you started. No, I didn't. <laughs> there, and, and just come right and just get, get it right into them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got them upside down. Though. Yeah, yeah. Upside <laughs> down backwards. This side stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I really do need to wash more. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, so you, you get all geared back up. I'm wrapping my feet up because I have wrappings, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to get my wrappings on. So I can wrap. <laughs> Do you head back? I guess so. I'm, I am trying to think of, like, impulsive warrior, Tira things Jump into the say. camp and I fight know, the like, entire exactly, army. Like, just run into the camp with my axe swinging, but there's only 500 people there. I can't think or, what. There's more. Yeah, so it's. Yeah. <sighs> I guess we just head back. Tira is casting longing glances over her <laughs> yes. shoulder. <laughs> you just, oh, I have a plan, though. If we get into a fight, I have a plan. You're not going to like it, but it'll be helpful. Okay. okay. I'm just going to turn around and go, slap! She's going to go, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and then you just, off. Then you just point that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they did it. <laughs> okay. You make your way back. As you head across the grassy plain, you suddenly realize, hmm, you're coming from the direction of the bad guy army and you're heading towards another army. What is your plan? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's only three people. I mean, are they going to be upset when they see three of us walking towards That's them? fine. I, I don't want to make that a big thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, Cause oh, I was like, dear. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know. Am I just hanging out in the city? 
that's up to you. What did what did you decide to do as the army's marching out? I feel like I should go out with them, but mm-hmm. like I'm a foreigner who just kind of like came out of nowhere and said, "Oh, there's an army attacking," and then suddenly I'm with them. That doesn't make much yeah, sense. Yeah, but to we're me. out there. You would come with them, right? It, well, I'm, I don't know exactly where you guys are. I, for all I know, you guys could have come back and are somewhere else in the city, probably looking for me. Who knows? Ang Chen has managed to find you again. Oh, right, that guy, yeah. Yeah, the architect. And he walks with you. He is part of the force, but more as an engineer. Okay. They recruited him for his architectural, his 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 mind more than his I will arm. build you guys a victory. Okay, you make your way with him out to the front line, and it's actually an impressive sight. You have large groups of men and they have all basically camped down in their formations. They're not in formation, but each squad has basically set up a camp. And that way, when the time comes, they just break camp and they're already together and everything seems to be orderly. You are anticipating Peter based on your walk along the rear of that line that they may have assembled as many as five to 7,000 soldiers. Now of that, of course, many of them are the village recruits that have been dragged here and given very hasty training and inadequate armament, but it's a big army. And there's a lot of confidence on this side of the field. As you are walking the lines, however, you do hear a scout, one of the skirmish or, or the picket line out in front of this army calls back and Ong Chen says, oh, they've spotted someone. Hang on, let me see. Let me see. So I kind of make my way up front to see who's there. You step forward in time to see Peter. I see myself <laughs> coming towards me. <laughs> out of body <laughs> This is very zen. <laughs> yeah. Just in time to see Tira, Thump, and Bash emerge from the darkness and into the campfire light. I yell, who are you? These are intruders. Attack! (laughs) Seize them! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. So that's what you're greeted with. Peter standing at a campfire, not not yelling, attack. Not yelling, seize them. (laughs) I I, I beckon them to me and kind of... I see Peter over there. Do whatever I can to sign to the other guys that, hey, these are... And Ong Chen is able to relate that. He knows them. He knows us. He knows us. We're we're on form today, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so, right, it's, so we, it's, we it's a reunion yeah, yeah it's a reunion all right peter i hope you guys stop saying that i hope i hope this <laughs> she's already going into a race <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> she just jumps at peter and tears into pieces just yeah. just out of range peter i hope you guys <laughs> I told myself I wouldn't do this. <laughs> no, just go and do it again. I mean, guys is now officially a dwarf. No, but that's not what she would say. It's that's, now that's, an official dwarf. It's now it. an official dwarven word. In well, I'm not referring to them as friends. I don't know these people. You all, y'all. I hope the city has been able to amass a pretty good force because there's a pretty big force coming against the city. Wumberbash went in and. And tried to take count, and he lost count at 500. I'm sure there's at least 
three, four, ten times that many. I have no idea. Well, as you can see here, we have uh, about 6,000 or so men. That many? I'm not, you, you see yeah, them. We're, Peter, we're, we're standing right in front of all of them. Some of these people look like boys, like look like the boys that we saw in that in that village. Like the people I saw, they were like real hard soldiers. It was not a village army. This is a trained army. We got to tell somebody. Where is uh, Ungbok? What's his name? <laughs> he is not a Mai Tai kick, <laughs> Where's kickboxer. Bok <laughs> no, uh, Ong Chen. Yeah, Ong Chen. Ong Chen, like these, these are like real like soldiers. Like they don't look like like look around. These are these are kids. He's not in control of this army. Who is? Someone. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say me. Uh, oh yeah. You, you've got to let them know what what they're up against. Who who do we talk to? Where's where's the general? Uh, Ong Chen says I can take you to him, and so he leads you. In the direction of a tent, it's situated between the city and the front line of this army. It's a tent that is made of red silk and white silk. And just outside, you can see at a desk, a man working by lamplight. Are you in charge here? Ong Chen translates for you. And the general waves his hand. He says, yes, I am. I'm sure our friend has alerted you to the fact that there is a force coming against this city. But we have been to the camp outside of the city gates, and it is a massive, well-trained army. We have trained for this day. You don't understand what I'm telling you. He holds up a hand. I know what you see. You see an army of ill-trained young boys. They are our last resort. My soldiers train hard. And we have a few tricks up our sleeves. Fireworks, Mulan! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Be a man. We're all just going to just like up like females. Yes! Hey, so now, are, are you saying you have seen something? They have dragons. <laughs> Do you have more information? Oh. All of our information has... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Oh! <laughs> What? No. Mm -mm. I mean, I, I, I saw, I saw, excuse me, sir. I think he's referring to their banners. I, I mean, I think this is out of game, basically. I think you're referring, you're trying to get us to say, well, we know these guys are like super duper bad guys. Because don't we know something about the black and white? Black and white. Hey, wait a second. I'm black and white. We're going to pass, <laughs> we're going to pause the game momentarily to go back and listen to 40 episodes of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, remember the mask, the, the guy with the mask and the two eyes. And that's no, what no, I'm sure. saying. I'm just trying to remember. I know, obviously, we know about the black and white stuff. We had we had the dream. Well, I had the dream at the very least. I had a dream. And okay. we, all had, we all had that collective dream where the black yeah, and white yeah, yeah. I kept on recurring up earlier in the okay. show. I, that's what I'm, that's all I was, I was, double I was just recounting all of that, I remember. All right, so I'm thinking that that's what you were trying to get us. He's trying to get us to be like, well, we have information that these are not. This is, this is no ordinary army. This is like pure evil kind of thing. Okay, well, I'm, I don't think Bash gets it. So he's like, no. I mean, I saw like a lot of weapons and like a lot of archers, and 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 these are like professional, professional warriors. Professional warriors. I saw a lot of horses. There is something more 
We have reason to believe that this is no ordinary army. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, they they have a flag that they fly and it's black and white. Do you know more about their numbers? I, I just I, I know I, I lost count at over five hundred. Can you show me where? And he, as you look at the desk, he's got a map spread out. It's weighted down on the corners by various things, but you can see roughly the area laid out. And he's drawn a basic circle where the enemy army is expected to be. But if you know more, you can point that out there. Well, I mean, I've been there, and, and this is where this is where I went. And then I know that I was just at the very like edge of where the army is. It goes a lot further north. I see. Tira, I, I, I'm afraid for these kids. We're going to have to fight. Of course we are. May we? Given your information... I think it would be foolish to turn down your help. What if you were to fight with one of my units? How big is a unit? It is 100 men, not 300. Oh, that would have been all the... Oh, yeah! <laughs> that movie was so... Historically fun. accurate. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was a blow-by-blow remake of the actual events. Based off of the original movie taken at the actual battle. I mean, do, right. do, you think, do you think we should try to attack now while they're just camping? Works for me. <laughs> that would be inadvisable. We do not know nearly enough. It is currently nighttime, and if we surprise attack them with the numbers they have and with the skill that you guys say they have, for all we know, they could have another uh, party somewhere else that they could call on who would flank us. Or uh, in the darkness of night, there's no telling how many would escape us. We would have to fully encircle them. I don't think we have the kind of numbers to fully surround them. I guess not. I can provide you with an introduction. How, 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 that grass that they were in and, and was surrounding them, how dry was that grass? It was green, but it wasn't... It was green. It's, it's very wet. Like I said, the rivers that stream through the gorges empty into this plain land, so it's very... not marshy but it's it's not a pile of tinder is there a concept of uh tar here there is oh yeah um, we we can we use that for that one puzzle uh in the tomb remember with the bronze mirrors and yeah, all that yeah that's true what are you thinking bash setting the grass on fire yeah dumping dumping tar around them and setting the whole thing on fire and even if even if the grass is not that dry with a fire that big It'll dry it out and catch fire. Well, they already have, I mean, they, they have their fires set up on the perimeter of their camp. They may act as a fire wall to protect them from anything we try to do. We'd have to get into the center of their camp and set fire to it. Yeah, but I'm thinking if I can drop, like, maybe a barrel of tar on them, and then someone can shoot it with a, an arrow of fire... You're assuming a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, we'll roll out the big guns. <laughs> TNT. Mm. The general bows to you gently and he says, I apologize. I have much to prepare for. <laughs> Get out of here, kids. You're, <laughs> You're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please take them to this unit? And he hands a piece of paper to Ong Chen who guides you there. You find a welcome reception, although everyone that greets you has that look in their eyes of, um, who are you exactly? But Ong Chen smooths that out a little bit when he explains things. And before long, you're passing around shared food. Uh, there's 
warm drinks to ward against the somewhat cool of the it's it's more the moisture in the air that's making you feel any coolness what kind of soldiers do we see in this unit they appear to be some of the standing army soldiers so they appear to be well trained well armed well armored are they more like spearmen shields um archers they appear to be spearmen with swords at their sides so they appear to be maybe made for anti-cavalry okay yeah, so uh, as we're sitting here with them, I've already made blood packs with, like, three of the soldiers. <laughs> He's cutting his arms all up. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay, uh, you settle down. You're welcome to discuss things amongst yourselves, or if you just want to kind of roll over this, that's fine, too. Maybe you're just what, passing the time. What's the, what time is it now? It was twilight before when we first kind of went over there. Has it been, like, a couple hours? I'm going to say it's a, around 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Somewhere in between there. It's dark out. What what time are we going to go against them? I mean, obviously, I think the general has to tell us, right? Yeah, I think we should be prepared to be up before light. Yes. How much much sleep is that? You'll be able to get a full rest. Yes! Let's go to bed right now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Walmerbash almost immediately turns in, I'm assuming. Yes. After the flight and the transformation into the rodent and all that stuff. Peter? Um... I actually kind of stay up on watch for a bit um, before turning in. I mean, I don't really have any spell slots or hit points to recover, so I'm good. Okay. And yeah. Tira? I mean, I might like, sharpen my axes or something like that, but I'm not going to be doing anything in particular. Hey, Tira? Yeah, Bash? I'm kind of scared. I-, I don't think... I've never been up against anything like this before. It's going to be great fun. I'm scared of you now. <laughs> Tira's never been in a big battle-ish. Well, I mean... Sounds good. She kind of has. <laughs> Won't be able to say that after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right. Just stay with me. If we stay together, we'll be fine. Or we die together. Tira, you are sharpening your axe in that familiar motion and the familiar sound and the grating of the stone against the steel. Mm-hmm lulls you you begin to feel very comfortable and you lose yourself in that re- repetition it's just the shing mm-hmm. shing and when you open up your eyes four of your fingers are gone <laughs> <laughs> after about maybe two minutes of this your mind is drifting and you can hear your mother's voice but it's something that you remember with Maybe a little irritation. It was just something that she taught you to deal with people who were picking on you. Something that you remember her going over and over and over with you till you were sick of hearing it, but now it comes back to you. And you just think how comforting it is to recall those words. And you can hear her saying to you, Repeat after me, Tira. I am small, but I am mighty. Mom. Say it. I am small, but I am mighty. I am one, but I am strong. I am one, but I am strong. Before my axe, the mighty oak falls. Mom, that's ridiculous. Before my axe, the mighty oak falls. Before my axe, the mighty oak falls. Before my pick, the mine is dug. Before my pick, the mine is dug. 
with one last scrape of your stone against your axe, you come back to your senses to the sound of motion and people talking and laughing. And it feels like it was real. I wonder to myself if I said anything out loud. I look around to see if anybody noticed me speaking out loud. I am staring Tara directly in the eyes. And Tara? No. What did I say? Tara. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not actually doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not staring Tara in the eyes. Oh, you're not? No, I was was trying to be funny. You don't know if you spoke out loud. If you did, there's so much going on that it was probably lost in the commotion. Hmm. I haven't thought about that in a while. Hmm. And that is where we're going to end this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I would have made more of that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I said, it's hard to tell exactly how far we're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I think everything that happened was perfectly reasonable. Uh, So let's talk experience. We get two experience points for walking around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Huh. (laughs) What do we do exactly? (laughs) Well, there was the scouting of the enemy encampment. Yes. So Womper Bash. (laughs) What? You get to watch as Tira gets... 20 experience points. No, I don't get 20 experience points. No. I'd say that your joint work um, will get you three experience points each. Peter, for thinking to alert the town, you take three. And Thump is going to get three. And that's all I have to give at the moment. (laughs) So there's the role-playing aspect that we can... Award XP for. Yeah, I think we all and don't kinda, forget about Thump. Yeah, I think we all kind of did a bit of role playing each. I mean, you want to just round it out to two each? Yeah. For all the XP? I think it should probably be three each. Two. Okay. <laughs> and Thump gets three? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes. he let me ride on his shoulders. Yeah, it's hard to role play with somebody who can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least in a podcast. It's your job to be his voice. (laughs) (laughs) I fail. It's coming Um, up. XP's coming. uh, Hey, you got a battle in the morning. Yeah, our our next uh, our next episode is going to be a big fight episode, so it'll come. Let's hear the recap. (laughs) (laughs) Tira Ironstag is now zero points and a level six. Yes. Bam. Okay. Way to go. I forgot you were at 95. Wombarbash? Wombarbash is 24 points into level 6. Peter Greyhog is 12 experience points into level 6. Great. Way to go. And I guess we have to do a level up episode too. So see, that gives you even more stuff to work with, honey. That's right. That's right. So thank you everyone for joining us. As we are starting to see some real world events becoming pressingly important. And we will see where that takes us next time right here at Stack of Dice. It is evening, and in the fading light, still many miles distant, the lone needle of stone rises like a pale needle. Did I just repeat myself? (laughs) Needles. Let me try that again.
In the evening light, still many miles distant, a narrow column of stone rises like a pale needle. It's hard to tell just how big it might be. Ten miles? Thirty miles? Let me try that again. How far it might be? That's what... <laughs> I apparently wrote this in my sleep. <laughs> 